this week, Ali sat down with Noel Whitaker, finance and investment expert and best-selling author and speaker. Noel has spent a lifetime in personal finance and changed tens of thousands of lives with his easy-to-understand effective strategies for success. Can money really be made simple? I'm holding in my hands the first book I'd ever read about money by Noel Whitaker. I'm 22 years old, I just finished graduating from, high, from university and I headed to Brisbane to get an interview with an accounting firm, the big eight accounting firms back in the day. And my husband was with me, my boyfriend at the time, Rob, and he needed to fill in some time. So he took himself along to a bookshop and we, this book fell into our hands at the age of 22 years old. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So it's called More Money. So it's book number two. Oh, it's is it number, number two? One. Let's see, number yes. one. Money Made Simple. Yes, that was it's number one, one. And More Money is number two. That's right. So it was this book, Noel. Yes. This number two. And then another one that I had. Golden Rules. Yes. Absolutely. So okay. you've now reviewed this one, haven't you? Uh, oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. But, but because the... The trouble with making money made simple, I discovered that information by itself does not help people. You need an action plan. And the new making money made simple is entirely about steps to take. And you start off by writing down where you are. And you, and you, and you can go to my website and download Noel's action plan. That's got a full list of things to do. Because you start off by where you are now. Then you think of your goals. Then your goals then dictate what you do with where you are. For example, if you're terribly in debt now, your first goal should be to get out of debt. Yes. Nothing else. If you've, got a, if you've got a housing loan, then you want to pay it off quickly. So having that on your action plan, my next action would be, can I get, get a lower interest rate? If I'm thinking of moving in six years, should I start to put plants in the garden to make it more attractive? Uh, so, so, and, and then on, on that will be your superannuation. That leads to the natural thing, am I in the best option in the superannuation to give me the highest return? So the whole action of writing down where you are now, that's where the goal starts. That's where the goal starts. That's where the goals, that gives you the, the feed to know what to do with your goals, yes. But you need to know where you are first, and then you can make the action plan to reach the goals you've set. That's right, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know where you're yes. going to get there? Yes, exactly. So starting with the basics, keeping money simple, Noel, for those people, would you mind just giving us a brief definition of what money is and why we need it, like the benefits of money and why, I mean, it seems obvious to me, but not to some, like why do we need to understand it to make it and to manage it? Well, it's a bit of a paradox because most happiness comes from things intrinsic, but money is more extrinsic. But what money does, what money does is give you choices. It puts you in control. It enables you to, you to help more people. As, as Margaret Thatcher said, the, the good Samaritan needed more than good intentions. He needed money as well. So what money does is gets you free from the burden of, you know, oh God, my car's breaking down, I can't pay my rent. So what money widens the world for you? Money gives you much more choices. Yeah. And money can make you more of who you already are. Like you, when you're doing good work like you're doing in finance, in this financial space and changing the lives of many financially, yeah, the more money can, you, we can reach more people. 
and do yes. more good in the world. Yes, oh yes. But yeah. I mean, as the famous saying goes, if you want to see what a, man, what a man's made of, put, give him some money or a uniform. <laughs> and that's the true test. Give them money or give them a uniform and you'll see where they really are. And that's why many people who win the lotto, it's gone in 12 months. It leaves them. Because they have this false thing that if you're wealthy, you're driving flash cars, a flash house, you know. And a lot of very wealthy people live fairly simple lives because they don't need it. Yeah. You know, they don't need to impress other people. That's right. So money really, is it... Um... it, it money gives you choices. It's, you know, it's free. I mean, I mean, I've been poor. I was a poor kid. I know what it's like when my car's breaking down. You know, I know what it's like when I can't afford to go out. So money gives you the freedom to choose and then you've got to make the right choices. That's right. And that's why these books are going to be very, very helpful for people to reach, achieve their financial goals because you really step it out so simply because uh, there's some basic principles that have stood the test of time that don't change. The basic principles don't change. They don't but change. But I think the thing about a book costs about 30 bucks. Yep. You read the book in about, in about five hours and that lets you unlock what I've been learning for 40 years. So you get 30 or 40 years of my life and all the mistakes I've made for about 30 bucks to a few hours of your time. Yeah, a... But the first basic is you must spend less than you earn. 80% of people don't. That's where you start. So once you spend less than you earn, you're off the debt treadmill. Then you improve your skills Improving your skills should increase your income. So therefore, the amount you go over is bigger and you invest the surplus wisely. And that really is the way to go. I know it's simple, but most people won't do it. That is put very simply. And those, those words from that book that I read all those years ago, it was like uh, invest and spend the rest. So exactly. earn, save, earn the right to invest exactly. and invest your money wisely. Yeah, and the rest. But I've got a way of really testing people. I give a lot of books away. And I'll see them three months. How's the book going? Oh, haven't got round to it. Or it's fantastic. My life has changed. And how you motivate people who don't want to be motivated is way beyond me. Hmm. Some want to and some don't. That's right. I think it might get back to your why. And actually, mindset. So if we go right back to the basics, do you think uh, there's, you know, that money story that we, when we spend time when we're young, the formative years as a child? In your book, you quote that uh, a child receives 80% of its programming from a, from a young age, from under the age of four. Yes. So do those money stories come from possibly the people we spend most of the time with, our mum and dad. And those limiting money beliefs, I'm wondering how much that has to do with people not reaching financial wealth in their adult years. So, yes, but you can change. But you can change it exactly if you understand what that limiting belief might be. Like, well, my son James, a few years ago, was mentoring a, a young guy from Marsden. His family had been on welfare all the generations. All he's known is, is welfare. After six years of mentoring with James, he's now got his own business. So if you can open the door and show them what's, what's possible. possible. See, the whole life-changing thing for me was when I, when I read the book, Think and Grow Rich. And that changed my life totally. You know, so if you, if, if you have the magic moment, well, that's the great thing about it. 
That was your magic moment, reading that back in 1974, if I'm correct. Yep. I heard you, I've heard that's you good. saying. That's good. 1974, yeah. that's right. <laughs> life-changing. Yeah, life-changing for me too also. Yes. I, I read that book but a lot, yeah, uh, maybe 15 years ago, and it is yep. life-changing. What you think about, you bring about. You are what you think about most yes. of the time. So yeah. these limiting beliefs that when you wrote in the book Money Made Simple, yeah. if I'm correct, you talked about, uh, say, something like love, the love of money could be the root of all evil, coming from the Bible. So I know I've met many people in my lifetime that have that limiting belief. And I can see literally that the money does leave them because if they believe, if they've got a perception of money being evil, it will leave them. So yeah, reading books like Think and Grow Rich and understanding your principles yeah. and understanding why, we, why it's a necessity. Yes. And yeah, that's very important. So it's that's the, mindset. So I, It's the mission, not the money. Yeah, the I mission. Mean, my mission, why? The, the whole thing about making money made simple was everybody could have more than they have now if they made the best use of what they've got starting today. Yes. Now, I've reached a stage now, I mean, money is, I've got more than I need. You know, so, so my goal now is the mission. The mission. Yeah. And, and it has been for a while, I'd say, no. Oh, yeah, sure. but, but yeah. I mean, I get emails every day from people saying your books have changed my life. Yeah. You know, it's a great feeling. It's very fulfilling. Yes, yeah. and it's a crowded space. I mean, there's so much going on at the moment. Uh, and it's confusing and things are happening, but the, as you say, the basics don't change. That's How true. much you have when you retire is based on the rate of return you can get. It's about compounding. You know, so you can achieve 8%, every nine years your money will double. Now, every time your money doubles, there's more growth in the last double than all the other doubles added up. Yep. That's why starting early is such a big advantage. Starting early and being patient, waiting to the waiting the time. Everything worthwhile takes time. That's right. That's been a basic forever, you know? It yep. takes time. We all want to have the seven day lose 10Ks plan and own a hundred rental houses in two years on nothing down and how to trade the market and make a fortune, it doesn't happen. No. It doesn't happen. The higher the risk, the higher the return, the higher the risk. You know, yes. It's going on with crypto. We, we really haven't had, that hasn't stood the, t not to get into the crypto because <laughs> I'm not thinking that that would be, I'm not I'm sure. I'm not going to discuss We're Bitcoin. not even going to go that, but it's been around for 12 years and that just, uh, it's incredible, particularly these young millennials. Maybe my perception is they're getting, looking for a quick buck, but I think we need to do the work and we need to do the time and understand those fundamental principles well, making money. Well, you tell the top of the boom when the most money goes on. Mm -hmm. That's how you tell the top of the boom. Uh, the best time to buy shares is when people are fearful, mm -hmm. which was February 2009. The worst time to buy is when it's booming, you can't miss out. And then it's you the reach greed. that thing, you're not buying for the intrinsic value. The only reason you buy in their minds is you can sell it to someone else. So yep. then you get rid of the fundamental values of why you're buying. Oh no, it's going up. It's going up, I must buy some. Mm. Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out, yeah. FOMO, yeah, absolutely. FOMO, absolutely, yeah. yes, yes, yes. In the stock market and in the property market. Australia, is it the, yeah, it's an yeah. everything bubble they're calling it, it, aren't is. they? Yeah. Everything bubble, yeah. everything bubble. And of course, with, with COVID and interest rates at the lowest in history, it's widened the gaps between haves and have-nots. If you've got property and shares now, yes. it's gone up. If you don't have those things, it's out of your reach even more. Yeah, same so with property. It, so it widens the gap. Okay. And that's the problem. 
So while we're on this subject about um, property, because you've, you've uh, written, the, you've got your downsizing, you've, you've personal finance, yeah. buying your first car, first yeah. house, first everything. house and downsizing, absolutely everything to do yeah, with yeah, finance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You cover it all. With what's going on now with the government incentivising these young millennials to go into debt yep. when they haven't really, they haven't saved, they haven't earned, saved and earned the right to invest in the property market, you know, understanding the principles well. So I'm, I'm a little bit um, nervous for them that they're jumping in, FOMO, fear of missing out, buying in a, a, high, in a high, like a look, buying at the top almost. Look, it's a basic principle. The more incentives you give to first home buyers, the more you drive the price up. That's right. Now yep. that silly Tim Wilson, the MP from Victoria, wants to let people take out their superannuation to buy a house. That'd be like, like throwing fuel on a raging fire. Yeah. It's a crazy idea. It is. Crazy idea. And allowing them to tap into their superannuation, which goes against all those golden wealth rules that I you've been writing that. about. Just That's cost, bringing the market up too. I mean, taking out $10,000 now, if you're 19 or 20, could cost you $200,000 when you're older. Yeah. It's madness. And a lot of it was, was, was buying old cars and stuff. And boats and secondhand cars. Yeah, it put prices up of used cars about, about 40%. Yeah. But you know, I've, I've given speeches out in remote camps on the mines. And normally when they get the mine, they're on 150 grand a year. The first thing is the hotted up Holden and the jet ski yep. and the boat. And, and that's how they start. Yeah, the they mines. just can't help consuming. That's right, consuming. Yeah. So because see, the smart people buy assets that grow in value and the people who don't buy assets that fall in value. That's right. So it's your choice. Do you want to build up assets that, that grow, or you want to build up assets that fall? I'm on the growth side there, Noel, because so I read the I book earlier. <laughs> and the basic premise in The, in the Richest Mind in Babylon, yes, that book, I know written, the book written in 1926, was a part of all you earn is yours to keep. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Now, if you spend less than you earn, you're keeping nothing. So you're getting paid, you're paying Woolworths and BP and Ampol and Coles and the liquor shop. Making other it, businesses wealthy Course. and other people rich. Of course. So you're not investing, you're a conduit for money to flow through. It's pointless. So getting back to, we need a why really, like we, we need a reason why to, to learn about money, to understand it, yep. to create it and manage it without the why. You know, they're going to value consumer, depreciable things. But that's where your goal starts. You ask yeah, yourself, where do I want to be in 30 years? Do I want to have a house or not? The people worst off, and they're often single women because of all sorts of horrible circumstances, yeah. who come to 65 with no home and no super, and they're the real poor. You know, it's just terrible. So your goal should be to become financially independent. Yes. And then you make the choices. You haven't got to queue up at Centrelink. That's what it's about. Yeah. So once you start to set those goals, then the, the path should be in motion. That's what I say in the book, you're mixed with like-minded people. In making money, in the new making money is money made simple. I say you need a buddy. It could be a partner, your parents, your kid. You need someone to talk about your finances on a regular basis to help each other up. That's right. So if we're talking, we've got a, like I've got passionate about raising family financial yes. intelligence. So yes. parents and teenagers who soon turn into be young, twenty-year-olds. Yeah. In the early twenties, yeah. and 
the growing trend is with this housing affordability crisis yeah. and the rent crisis yeah. that we have, yeah. the kids are staying at home longer. So it's That's more right. important than ever that parents and their kids get hold of sure. making money made simple so they can learn these principles and get off their parents' payroll. I agree. Don't you think? I agree. And, and if you stay at home, you shouldn't be paying rent. Yeah, okay. It's so, the perfect chance to save. Yeah. But what about board? We're raising independent, not entitled oh, kids here. So I what's have... your thoughts? That's a difficult one. It's always oh. a thing, how much do you help your kids? Yeah, There are it is two difficult. opposing views. Uh, they're both valid. One view says, let them do it tough like we did. The other view, which we have, is if they're good kids, you help them. That sounds good to it's me too. It's a hand up and not a handout. Yes. So if you save a thousand, I'll give you 10,000. Yeah. In some way, but they've got to have hurt money. Now, if you've got kids who are spending nothing, then you give them nothing. If who are saving nothing, you give them nothing. If they're spending nothing, that's a pretty good thing. No, no, that's good. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Of course, in the same house, there can be a real Scrooge kid and a real Spendthrift kid. But I mean, you but, find that, yeah. Oh, you do. But I mean, but but basically, if the kids can demonstrate they can save, and demonstrate they're responsible at handling their, handling their, their money, give them a hand up. Yeah. So I'd rather help my kids now when they when they need it. Then I'm a hundred and they're, and they're 65 and they don't need it and I don't need it, you know? That's right. It's been nice to see them grow with the money that they've Absolutely. earned and deserved. Then, and you get to see it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I relate to that. That's really good. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that kids can do. You don't necessarily have to hand... Uh, they don't have to... They can live at home. They don't need to necessarily pay board. They can do chores and help out around the family sure. home. Of course Which they is can. what how I've raised our three kids. Yeah. And yeah. it's just great. It's contribution. It raises their self-worth and sense of belonging and course, all course, those course. things. Of course. That's great. Yes. So what about the... Uh, what would you say to the parents that have got kids out there, teenagers, that are at a at the age of a working age here in Australia, it's like 14 years and nine months, but I'm pretty sure you can start know. working it, any, any time. If you say so, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I've In the family heard. business. Yeah, in a family business. My kids have um, been working from a lot younger than that, like well, six, seven, eight years old. I've got a friend who's got a chain of pharmacies, and his two kids are eight and ten, and they got my books, and they go and work in the pharmacies. That they're is eight great. and ten. Oh, they're great kids. Yeah. They're lovely kids. I know, I'm reading your book. It's just wonderful. Oh, isn't that inspiring? What's the work ethic? It's, you know, yeah. people have to know that... I, I was a farm boy. You know, if you're a farmer, you don't reap if you don't sow. You know, people need to know that money comes from effort and yes. thought and skills. Yet every, every night all the lotto tickets are sold and people wait and, you know... Yeah. And life rewards action. We've got to do the work, put the yes. effort in. And work ethic is something that's lacking in Australia in particular. And I don't... I'm not sure about you, that. You, I think that's a bit a bit of a simplistic. Myth. Yeah, big generalised There are those statement. who do and those who don't. Yeah. There are some people with a great work ethic. Yeah. And some people with no work ethic. That's the point. Would you say that comes from the parents they're upbringing? I know that's, that's a big statement too. But, uh, well... But, our, kids, Being a product our three of your kids have a great work ethic, as do their parents. That's our kids. Yeah. But I know some kids who rebel against if the if the family's a lazy drunk. Yes, they, they can be may, the opposite. They may become a lazy drunk or a very hardworking teetotaler. That's right. They might go one way or the other, but, yeah. but 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 it's who you mix with. Yeah. You need the well Napoleon Hill and Thinking Group, which is a mastermind group. Yes. You know, and, and that's when you mix with like-minded people and you help each other up. 
Yeah, you are who you hang out with most of the time. You're without the average question. of your five best friends. Without you question. Got, yeah, without question. Without question. Jim Rowan, yeah. Yeah. That's as they right. say, where you'll be in five years depends on who you meet in the books you read. Exactly. And that's as true as ever. Absolutely is, yeah. 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 So, with the, the struggle that parents have today, with uh, you might be aware that millennials are being labelled entitled, and I hate another, labels. again, just I hate labels. labels are just awful, aren't they? And, and the kids are getting a hard time, and I know many, many young kids, our, our business is um, e-plants, nursery, yeah. where inundated by the youth and once you once they connect to something that they enjoy they're innately interested in they're sure. just like a sponge and it's a really rewarding sure. thing to see them grow so much sure, you got to inspire them yeah but but the trouble is i think social media social media they follow they don't think yeah and compare their lives to others possibly yes. yeah yes and i was reading today in the in henry Ugas in the australian that we've changed our thinking we used to worship heroes, but now we worship victims. Victims, really? The total mindset change. The, the heroes become the victim. That's interesting. Well, well, well he, what do you say? The, the victims have become people's heroes. And the crowdfunding stars and all this business, oh, they're, you know, uh, but there's a lot of quiet achievers out there. Yeah. The quiet achievers that don't necessarily need to broadcast how well they're doing. Of course. Because they're mission-driven. Of course they're mission yeah, driven. They're Absolutely. Yeah, they don't I need love to. It. Yeah, that's good too. I love that as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, my it's mission. The mission, not the money. It is. The mission, not the money. Yeah, sure. that's exactly right. It's not about sure. the money. No. That's right. So I just read just the other day, talking about articles that we've read, that it's uh, our jobs advertised at the moment are at an all-time high, 12-year all-time high, that we've got more people advertising, businesses advertising for jobs than there yes. are applicants and seek put that information out yes. just last week. Yes. So how's that? And, and it's to do with JobKeeper, JobSeeker, well, the free a, money, do you think? There's, there's a double argument here. There's one side on the other side. Uh, if you go to any hotel in Australia, you'll never see an Aussie as a housemaid. No. You'll never see an Aussie yeah. housemaid in a, That's in right. a, in a hotel. Uh, one argument says there's a great shortage of labour because the backpackers can't come because they can't get visas. Yeah. The other one says that the Aussie youth is on the dole and they don't want to work. And they so, don't want to collect fruit, yeah. I know, so there's, so there's a couple of points there. That's right. Well, I know that from being in my business, just a little bit of antidotal yeah. uh, you know, conversations that yeah. I'm having with yeah. a lot yeah. of the landscapers, they're struggling to find anyone to work. That's right. And you know, I know in our business, mm -hmm. we had two people leave willingly. They didn't get JobKeeper because yeah. our business was deemed uh, deemed an essential business. So yes. luckily we didn't actually close. So sure. that was our blessing. But sure. some businesses have gone over the top and so busy that they're working in excess of the hours they should be working. Sure. While others are, you know, perhaps in lockdown and closed down. So sure. I'm just wondering, you know, with the government's assistance in the way of JobKeeper and JobSeeker, do you think that that should have been set up more demographically to help, say, somewhere like Victoria and Melbourne that was in lockdown that did struggle and Queensland was open for business. And well, yet we it's sort been, of it's been open and shut for business, Queensland. Well, yeah, I guess. But I think it was crazy. In the early stages, a lot of people who I know were getting more money on JobKeeper than they were earning before it. So I know people like maybe a waitress earning about 200 bucks a week is suddenly getting 400 bucks a week. Yeah. Because, because they didn't filter it. But yeah. I think as it improved, 
then I think they started to bring it back. And I think now you can't earn more than you were earning. Yeah. You know, and, and I, know, I know a guy's got a restaurant. He said, I got a couple of staff there at home. They won't come in and having it too good, sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Yeah. You know. That's... But if that's what you want to be, you know what they'll be in 20 years. They'll still be waiting on tables. So how do we, that's right, how do we encourage, uh, we need to encourage kids to inspire their kids to maybe nudge outside the boundaries of their comfort zone to go out and start venturing out to the workforce because that's where they learn the, the great skills, do. don't they? Of course you do. And interact with people yeah. and they grow in self-worth and yeah. net worth. So what, how can we speak, if we're speaking to the parents today, what would be the best bet? Because I've spoken to many teenagers, they're so, some of them are really lacking in confidence and some of them just... Obviously, I'm thinking, where do they get their money is another thing. Well, my book, Beginner's Guide to Wealth, yes. uh, started because I was at a, bar uh, at a barbecue of some wealthy people, and there were wealthy kids there. And this, I'm going back 30 years, and, and they were all fearful. So I wrote that book to address the fears of young people. Great. And one of the major rules is you must fail to succeed. If you don't fail, you haven't stretched yourself. You know, so failure is an important part of success. I talk about three skills you must develop. Sales skills, no matter what you are, doctor, lawyer, anyone needs sales skills. Secondly, the skill to speak in public, and that's not difficult. And thirdly, to go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Wow. I tell the story, I was at Townsville making a speech years ago. And I was photographed at that speech with Miss Cairns, uh, Miss Townsville. I went down to the breakfast room next morning. I said to the waiter, how can I get a copy of the Cairns Post? He said, oh, they're coming in in about, in about half an hour. Next thing, he comes over, sir, here's your Cairns Post. Now that's going the extra mile. That is. That's what makes the difference. And I think in Australia we need to take a leaf out of that story, a leaf out of that book. Absolutely. And do more service. You go the extra mile. It doesn't Absolutely. cost you anything necessarily. Except it's in here. It's in here. It comes from within. Uh, I mean, if I'm, if I'm at golf and there's a new girl in the coffee shop, I give her a book. Oh, really? Oh, was it? Just do it. It's, oh, it's, it's automatic. Giving. Yeah, giving. Giving. You get more pleasure for, for, if you give than if you take. That's right. That's a great message to share too, I believe. Of course believe. it is. Yeah, it's about absolutely. giving. Yeah. Because my father taught me, if you do a good turn, you get two good turns back. I've always been taught, the more you give, the more you get back. So I trust in the power of the universe. Yeah, absolutely. And the more you try and take, the more it's going to take off you. Yeah. I must say, initially, I didn't, I didn't understand that. But over the years, I yep. really see that that is absolutely true without question. Yes. You must give before you receive. You give a service or product before you receive. Yes. Yeah, the yes. Remuneration, you know. Yeah, exactly. But sort of, I was born up poor, so I was a tight kid. I was a greedy kid. I think I, I didn't want to... I was so scared of not having it. I had that scarcity thing. Yeah, but, me but, too. But now I'm totally changed. I do know the more I give, the more I get back. Yeah. Well, that's something that you and I have in common. You wouldn't know my story, but that's, I know your story from reading your books. Yeah. But so I, I've come from a scarcity mentality yes. because my dad would have, you know, my mum and dad came out of the Great Depression. That's right. My mum was about valuing money, financial right. independence and that's security. Right. 
So it was just like I yep. I was like that too, very yes. tight with my money and, yes. and had to actually learn to spend and then I know. attracting a polar opposite in my husband is the spender. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. So it's um, know. it's really wonderful how oh, polar yeah, opposites yeah. attract and then you're there to teach each other of course. how to you know, do the other when side. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Love that too, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's good. So do you with talking about teachers, would you agree that our our parents parents are one of the most influential teacher in a child's life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But the, but kids don't do what you say, they do what you do. Exactly, exemplification. That's why Einstein I would says. never have a radar trap detector in my car. No. I know parents who did. Tracing their kids of where they go? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, I'm going back, but in the old days there were, there, there, there were radar traps. Oh, radar traps, and yes. And you could have a detector which would warn you, or was supposed to warn you. Now, I don't want my kid speeding and being killed because he's got a radar trap detector. No way. It's the wrong message. They've you got know. to learn from their yes. life's lessons. Yeah, you've got to teach your kids, your kids to be honest. Yeah. We're eating at the restaurant, I think they've made a bill and haven't charged for something. Then you go back and you say, I don't think you built us for the coffee. Yeah. And that's, and that's the way you teach values. That's right. And then often that person that behind the counter will say, oh, that's okay. It's on the house today because you've come forth. Yeah. Is that honesty? Or you could say, oh, well, they haven't charged. Are we going to get away with this? Mm. What's that's the message right. the kids are getting? What's Talk your habits value you spending less than you earn? Oh. Are you? Oh, yes. Good. Have you read Making Your Money Most Simple, the new version? No. The moment I've got two people approach me, one's doing a PhD student who's Iranian, he's translating oh, yes. into Farsi. Isn't that exciting? And a Malay guy who's translating. Exactly. So leading yes. by good example. Leading by example. Leading by example. Lead by example and get the right mix of friends. Yes. That's what you need. You are who hate. We said that earlier. You are who you hang out with. My mum was very big on yeah. surrounding yourself with good people. Friends, people. friends, inverted commas, will either drag you down or pull you up. Okay. You don't want the person who drags you down, always got problems. You're yep. always sorting them out. You don't need it. No. You don't need it. And if you're, in, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You want to, I love it. You love Absolutely. that one? I love that one too, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. And because yes. then you'll just expand and, and raise yeah. your intelligence in, yeah. in whatever field that you're yes. really interested in, in all areas and of life. I was saying, what's this person sent to teach me? Yes. Could even be a bad example. You know, I see people, I don't want to be like that. I go to the golf club and see old blokes, they finish a game of golf, a couple of bottles of red and a hamburger. Yeah. I don't eat like that. No. Yeah. My dad used to say that he was his job was to teach us what not to do because he loved a cigarette and, and a few beers. Well, that's an option if, if you, if you take that on board. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But that's oh, we right. turned out the opposite, all three of us kids. None of us smoked, <laughs> so it, it sort of worked, and I really think that he did give us that message. So I think you can learn by both parents the, the good things that they've done well and the things that you would do better. But the thing is you've got to be learning. Learning. You've got to be watching. I mean, why is that person where they are? I mean, I, I, like, I like to know people's stories. Yeah. Why is that person there? Yeah. I know a guy had a restaurant, he had the big, best restaurant in Queensland. Two problems, he kept getting divorced and he kept gambling on horses. So with, with fast women and so horses, he's now bankrupt. That's right. You know, you can see it happening. Result of these actions that he's taken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of high income earners are in big trouble.
That's right. It's not what you earn, it's how you manage it. I love that. And I don't think that people understand that well enough. Because I also love the book, The Millionaire Next Door, if you happen to read I love, that book. I know it well. I, know yeah, it well. I, love, I really do yeah. love that book. I bring it up, your, your work and, oh, and yeah, that I work know. as well. It's I like know. the people that I look know. like millionaires often aren't, and the people that don't look like millionaires are. Well, yes. We're talking multi-millionaires these I days with that. the printing I of money. That. I know that. Yeah, yeah, so I love that too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So uh, you don't have to be, you know, be extravagant. I know it's a few the... billionaires. They're all pretty simple people. Yeah. One billionaire is worth about $5 billion. I had a watch. It cost me $1,000 in titanium. And it told the time and the altitude and all sorts of things. Oh, I'd love one of those. This is the guy who was talking about investing $500 million that he had sitting in the bank. So I'm not going to buy the, the thousand, I'll buy the, I'll buy the $800 one. Because the $800 one was stainless steel. So the fact yeah. they're a billionaire doesn't say they're going to be big spenders, make no mistake. That's right. No, oh, yeah. We get that loud and clear, the message loud and clear in the millionaire next door. They yeah. refer to the suits and the, and the watches. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's incredible. So for... well, I think it's habit. I mean, I'm at the stage now that I could spend it could buy anything I wanted really, but I don't want it. That's the point. I mean, I just don't need to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it just clutters up your house, buying things that you don't need. It's a frustration of mine. Well, you don't buy mind. something to impress your, impress your friends, because all, all your friends didn't know you'd laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, what do they say that, um, well, my, my saying is keeping up with the Joneses is not a wealth strategy. That's that, my little saying. Um, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think uh, Will Smith and a few oh. people say, you know, people spend money they haven't yet earned to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't like. That's exactly. another one, you know, it's like, what's that all about? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, your real friends know who you are and you don't need, need to imp impress anyone, really. I mean, I mean That's right. you've got to be yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not out there to impress people. I'm out there to write books to change their lives. Yeah, what a wonderful, yeah. fulfilling mission you have. And I enjoy talking with interesting people in the industry so I can get a, get a, a handle on superannuation and tax and all that sort of stuff. That's right. With superannuation, that seems to be a complicated subject for many, but we need to think of our future. Think of Getting back well, to the goal setting, how, I, I learned right, right from the beginning, Noel, at the start of our chat, when we're talking about vision and yeah. setting financial goals, for a young teenager, are we talking buying their own house? How far into the future should these young kids be thinking about? Well, it's funny. Once you set the goals, things happen. Yeah. You know, uh, as Napoleon Hill said, once the goal is set, it opens up to the universe. You know? That's right. And once you write it down and yeah. even the use of vision boards, so the brain Absolutely. learns in pictures. Yes. And it starts helping you out with people yes. that come into your lives. And yes. Yes. And opportunities. Yeah, it's wonderful. But there's a big debate going on now in Australia. And I've discussed this this week with Kevin Rudd and Paul Keating. And we're on the same page exactly. It's whether, super should, whether the compulsory super should go to 12%. Mm -hmm. Now, other people, such well, other people who I won't mention, on the other side say, no, it's the people's money. They should be entitled to get the pay rise and not the super because it's their, it's their money and spend it now. Now, I'm saying most people can't handle their money, stick it in super, then when they retire, there's money there. Now, Paul Keating told me that he was in Mulara last, last week, 
There's a lady with some Audi bags. He got out of his car. Oh, she said, Mr. Keating. He said, what are the bags for? She said, well, my daughter's husband has deserted her. This is groceries for my daughter and her kids. And thanks to you, I've got 442,000 in super. What a beautiful so you've story. Changed, you've, changed it. you've changed the family's life. That's, that's a great story. And yes. if anyone wants to look up Paul Keating, he did a, a two-part series with Alan Coa from there. Yes, I didn't think it was super. that good, to be honest. Yeah, uh, it was a little bit one. It was on the ABC. Yeah, that's right, just, yeah. just last week or the week before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So superannuation, that's right. People can't manage their money, so they need it for their, their retirement. And you've talked about that in your books, about how, and I, I think I read just last week, that it's going to be like, there's going to be so many baby boomers. There's going to be, the baby boomers are, you know. Yes, but see, the, the big choice is, do you give them more money and let them manage it, or take it and put it to super and let the super funds manage it, like, 50% of people couldn't pay a bill if it came to you suddenly. No. I mean, most, the average person spends all their wages. So to me, all you're doing is giving them more to spend. That's right. And that makes other people richer. They circulate. They, yeah, everything sure. they get, they spend. But if it goes into super, it's investing in shares and all sorts of things. Yeah, and that helps businesses in that way. Of course, of course. But it's a, it's a major philosophic argument, and there's two opposing sides to this. That's right. And The other side said it's their money. I'm saying, well, it's sort of hard to say, that, say this in public. It's their money, but, they, but they're going to waste it. And therefore, we'll take it off them and invest it. We'll, you know. That's right. And I think Australia's rated one of the highest wages in the world, isn't it? And we still can't. They still seem to be financially struggling. Well, my son James is in America. They've got virtually no holidays. I mean, his wife is an American. They get about 10 days a year. Yeah. You know, uh, here we've got so many holidays. We're very spoiled here in Australia. We're very spoiled. Yeah. The average Aussie doesn't know how spoiled they are. That's right. I think in the, the story, uh, Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich mentioned that the lifestyle that we're having now, like we're, well, not that he wrote about now, yeah. but it's like they, we're living like the wealthy did. Like the average person here is living an extraordinary wealthy life compared to back in the day in the 1930s better where it was even only... Better. Yeah, even better. Yeah, even better. Even better. It was oh. only the very wealthy people that were living yeah. like this. So Imagine they were living in those, one of those giant drafty castles with all yeah. those stairs and, oh, <laughs> cold. Think of nothing worse. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah, right. cold drafty castle. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. you. No, thank you. Well, Noel, just if we would love to... Oh, thank you so much for everything you've shared today. I've really enjoyed the conversation. The, the podcast is about lessons I don't teach in school. So just before we finish, yes. financial literacy, it's no secret. They are not teaching about money, the importance of having yes. money, managing money. Yes. And it is a life-necessary skill for all those reasons, choice and better health and opportunities and, and well-being. What? So they're definitely not going to start tomorrow. My mum was a primary school teacher, actually, back yeah. in the day. So yeah. 50 years ago, they weren't teaching it. And beyond yeah. that, yeah. my mum used to, with her colleagues, try to bring in to the kids financial literacy. She wanted to teach the kids about money. Yeah. It was always on deaf ears. Yeah. So it's not going to happen. So finishing up for our conversation today, what would it be for these kids, these young kids, to get hold of the book? Go to the website. And the website's full, my website's full of calculators. Yes. A, you can download the action plan or the 20 commandments of wealth, the things you must do. 
there's books. You know, you've got that book about being a, a successful person. You, you've got that book about the money skills. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's all there. That's right. So tap into their why, have a reason why they're going to actually t invest 30 odd dollars into a book to sit down to do the work, to understand the basic principles that don't change, get guidance on the principles that do, yes. and do the work, the exactly. discipline. But you start with the goal setting. Start with the goal. Think and grow rich, first principle is desire. Desire. If you don't have desire, I cannot give it to you. A burning desire. You need to want a better future. Then you write down the sort of better future that means. It may be a house paid off, it may be anything. Yep. Whatever works for you. Then work towards it. And spend less than you earn and you can't fail. You know, it's important that every day write your goals down. Write them, don't put them on the computer. Write your goals down and tick them off. And tick them off. Yes. Because then you feel that sense of accomplishment and it inspires yes. you to set another goal. Exactly. And just one final thing then, in the world that we're living in today, there's a lot of uncertainty worldwide. But there always has been. But there always has been. And there always I, has been. And that's what I was going to just maybe leave on that note. We need to be optimistic, don't we? We need to send the messages to the kids that it is, there's a world full of opportunities out there. Actually, I think yes. you say in your book, yes. your, your letter to the teenagers, to a yes. school leaver, yes. is the world is at your feet. Absolutely. The world's your oyster. No question. Yes. No question. You know, spend less than you earn, get yourself, get yourself a job and, and improve your skills and work your way up. Yeah. It's not, it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. As I say, if you can, start your own business. Could be anything. Yeah. If you can't find a job that you're really inspired to, you know, step outside your comfort zone, create your own around what it is that you're interested sure. in, what you love and enjoy sure. doing. Yeah. Get better at it. Sure. Yeah, and value yourself. Absolutely. That's lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Noel. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to your Thank home you. today. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Noel. Thank you.